say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Hawkeye review. First time we're doing this because this is the debut series of Hawkeye. We've got episodes one and two. I am Pizza Dog's number one fan, Tress Snell, and I'm joined by... I am Armand the Seventh. awkward. I'm the shish kebab Taylor Field. Where are we? What do you mean, where are we? <laughs> you weren't talking. I was confused. Well, I feel like you guys talked, to us, so I wasn't sure if you were doing another intro of yourself. But uh, there you go. You got the two there. You got them on the seventh. Because like, when you both talked, I didn't he- I didn't really hear you both, and then I heard Taylor, but I didn't hear you. In my mind, I pictured like clockwise, and then I remember Taylor always wants to go last, so then I went in there, but then... Taylor just jumped in, and I can't blame him. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hopefully the review will go better than that opening. So we are here to talk about Hawkeye. So Taylor, Phil, where can they find us on the interweb? Everything we do. Ladies and gentlemen, you find us with your internet connection in the search bar. Geekburst.ca is our home base. Geekburstcast is our Twitter. Geekburst is our Facebook. And you'll still find us on our Patreon. We get early, exclusive, ad-free episodes. 
Exactly. Go check out everything on those links. We've got lots of stuff. Next week will be comic book versions. We'll be reviewing every single issue of the Matt Fraction run. The I can't remember what year it is, but the 22 issues. Lots of fun. Uh, Taylor's Weekly Chucky Reviews. Me and Taylor just did a newscast. There'll be another newscast this week. The Dexter Weekly Reviews. Tons of stuff going on. And yeah, Patreon. Best place to listen. Best place to support because the more you support us, more content you get ad-free. Exclusive early episodes. The whole shebang. Uh, go check out the podcast network. Go check out all our podcast feeds. We got our main feed. We got the review feed, the news feed, the retrospective feed. Lots of good stuff dropping there. Uh, Spider Man. We're re-releasing the early, early retrospectives that me, Taylor, or me, Dylan, and Kyle did. Like, I think year two in the podcast or something like that. So those are kind of funny. And I'm happy because Clay shared with me apparently in Spider Man Three. I was talking about that. I was saying that Sony should bring back Toby and Andrew, and I was pitching the whole thing. So very, very good time. So. Uh, let's see what else manscape make sure you go check that out because this week they got an even better deal than usual 25 percent off the entire site because of black friday and it's not just black friday it's pretty much black friday week go check that out 25 percent off every single item and worldwide shipping so you want to do that right now before uh i think they're doing that to the monday and then i or the friday and then i think there'll be like a cyber monday i don't know how it all works but there's a black friday and a cyber monday so lots of good things so Let's start with episode one. We'll do a non-spoilers thoughts of kind of the overall show, but episode one, and then we're gonna and then we're gonna spoil. So we'll give you an ad break warning, and you can, if I imagine, if you're listening to this, you have watched the episode. So Taylor, take us away. What did you think about this episode, non-spoiler? Oh man, right from the get-go, this just started to just it, it jived well with me. I, I feel like this is a great. MCU show to watch, you know, couples wise. I, I I feel like it's just got great humor to it, great aesthetic, great vibes. It has so many just fun, awesome moments, and it just got me excited. I just really got into the characters. I really got attached to the story and the, the dynamic and everything. And I just think that, like I told you guys in the chat, I was ready to binge the whole thing tonight. Like it's just so good and. We've only had, like, yeah, we're talking about the first episode right now, but even though we only did get two episodes tonight, I this has already gone up into, like, top three MCU shows on Disney+. Plus. I would even say, like, top two. Like, <laughs> Disney+, I just, Plus. there's been four of them. I know, but it's just, I, <laughs> top I love... Top three, it's not the last. Top two. I just, I love this show oh, it so went up, much. It went up. It's, it's just, it's awesome, and I'm so excited to see the adventure continue. And yes, like Fanboy Clay points on the chest, this one was not a midnight one. We'll be doing that next week where you'll get it right Wednesday morning when you wake up. But this was it was like, like 47 minutes, 49 minutes, so I'll say a little bit longer. But next week, it'll be every Wednesday. You'll be getting Hawkeye. Then every Thursday, you'll be getting Chucky. And then every Friday, you'll, Friday, Friday, you'll be getting a newscast. So, Kirkland, did you also want to just binge it in one go? Um, absolutely. I mean, I work tomorrow, so it wouldn't be possible. <laughs> I'm glad I can, I don't know, wait a week. And it's always fun to theorize, theory craft in between episodes. So I, I see pros and cons to both sides. But um, as for this first episode, uh, I, I loved it. Like first episode was just had me in there. Um, we're reading through the Hawkeye comics right now. And I just, Man, I, I'm so excited to record that comic book versions episode because mm-hmm. just like the similarities that happen in the show, there's some differences for sure. But um, like the intro sequence, they had like the exact same font, the same uh, just, yeah, aesthetic. Everything was just perfect in my eyes. Like uh, 
just in that regard. So I, I was super, super pumped on it. Um, I definitely have some cons with it that I'll, I'll bring up in spoiler section. But overall, I think I think it's great, honestly. I think Kate and Clint have such great back and forth. Um, I don't know if everybody feels the way I do, but I, I really, really like that duo. Um, I I really didn't know much about like Kate Bishop or anything like leaning into this uh, other than what we've been reading in the Hawkeye, but I'm I'm really really happy that we're getting this with Clint. Um, you would ask me years ago if I needed like a Hawkeye show, probably not. But now I'm just so glad we're getting this and uh, just yeah, tackling more into that character. And if if I don't know the rest of the series is anything like what we've seen so far, I think that's I think it's a plus. Um, definitely wouldn't be in my top. I don't know three probably on my 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 favorite uh, first episodes, um, but I I thought it was so good then it's nonetheless. The, it's the last, right? Yeah. No, well, absolutely. Well, I, I guess no. I guess there's five with what if because you got WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, and uh, what if. So there's a top yeah. five right now of shows. It's so. interesting because like WandaVision first episode, I was just like, oh my god, this is insane. Like I was so at the edge of my seat from this. And then I feel like with some of the other shows, I wasn't like that. Definitely Falcon, um, even Loki. I feel like I wasn't super, super gun-ho on in that first episode. Um, and this one, I was, I don't know, because there was parts of it that I, I was really gun-ho. And then there's other things that just kind of took me a bit out of it. But nonetheless, um, yeah, I have nothing else to say. Spoiler-free section. So Yeah. Well, he says he has some cons, so, you know, we can just uh, do that right there. Uh, kick him out. But, no, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I absolutely love this. Uh, these, obviously, one to two, but even the first episode, right away, I... It's just multiple things going on where Disney Plus's MCU is just hitting me what I need with the MCU right now. I'm hoping that changes with Spider-Man Far From... Or No Way Home. And, actually, I did just watch Sung chi a couple weeks ago, and I do really, really like that one. I can't really figure out where to place it. I will place it at the end of the year in the MCU because I kind of go back and forth, but... Other than that, I've been a very, you know, kind of, I'd say, like, not disappointed, but a little lackluster, the movies for me right now, with Black Widow and Eternals, and especially, it's just so nice that Eternals was dealing with 15 million characters, and it was just shitting on all the stakes of the MC of like, hey, we just had a world-ending event, you want another one? I love that. Uh, this show so far there's other characters of course but tangentially pretty much it's just about these two characters being together growing like and not even just together right now but just separately seeing where they've gone and the good thing is we're seeing the start of one hero's story and probably the end of one hero's story not even saying like he's gonna die but it just feels like it's to a lesser degree but it feels like it almost has that logan aesthetic where it's like a hero down on his luck it's kind of maybe like what we've talked about before with like bond and daniel craig where it's like oh he's you know he's old but he still has what he takes same thing as hawkeye right now and i absolutely love everything they're doing the humor is well placed uh there i had said before the trades i was worried oh it's gonna be too like cute gonna be too comedic because christmas and a good time it's not that i'm not saying it's like dark dark where we got an infinity war daredevil no but there is one moment which I'll shout out right when we get after spoilers and some of us talking about the chat where I just I it was mixed with comedy and outlandishness, but they just do the second where oh man they they bring the stakes back and I think the biggest thing for me too is like the world 
about like a post snap world. I feel like they're covering that the most in this show. In Eternal, Sung Chi, like obviously didn't happen in Black Widow. I'd say WandaVision's probably the most so far when they had the stuff with Monica and Maria Rambeau and losing her mother and stuff like that. But then she gets sucked into WandaVision world and we're kind of off that, right? And it deals with repercussions, of course, Snow Vision, all that stuff. But to actually see what the world is like after the snap, I think this is doing a really good job, even using some stuff we maybe meme about in our life and like using it for the show and that's great <laughs> seeing clint this is where i was always in 2018 the most excited for the show because i want to see his state of mind after everything he's been through and the show's doing that like i said i worried from the trailers and he's always been dude and i'm happy that he's getting like a full-on series to really show it off and Haley seinfeld is kind of just delivers what we thought she was gonna we always want the casting to work out because we thought it'd be great and she is fantastically just killing it right now and it's good because it's funny we talked about like we will talk about in comic versions where Kate at sometimes is a little more serious a little bit more of a loner and I like in the series so far they are portraying Haley as that at times where because she's a very fun loving actress she's very comedic so everyone's knocking out of the park it's just a world I absolutely love and again MC where it ranks in the overalls I'll have to wait uh, for the first two episodes I think it might be number one. WandaVision's tough to match because WandaVision was such exciting factors, but there's just some character stuff in this that I really enjoy. So I think for a pilot and a second up episode, which we'll talk about after, is just I think it's my favorite right now. And if it ends as well as it starts, then man, we are we're very lucky. So anything, uh, go ahead. I feel like uh, Falcon Winter Soldier would have the most like post snap like. Like like you're saying, this one has the most to deal with, like the whole snap thing, because they literally like the main villain was trying to bring life back to, <laughs> I don't know yeah, when it was that, snapped, right? Yeah, that's a good point. I guess for me, it is seeing, yeah, I, and that and you paint me in a corner because that makes me go, well, do I really need to rewatch that show? And I do, but like, do I need to rewatch right now? But I guess it's in the world as far as I will pick up this conversation right after spoilers because I want to use some examples, but yeah. I'll wait. So Let's do it. Um, we will be right back after first ad break talking about Hawkeye episode one spoilers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Write this stuff down somewhere. Uh, and we're back. So the examples I wanted to give is I guess it's more personal stuff where you're right where you have the villain. Her whole motivation is like, okay, we got to stop the, uh, you know, it was the good thing. We all had these. <laughs> when you think about it, it was so funny. Like, I used to be a teacher and now I'm not. But like, anyways, <laughs> like, I think for me, just seeing stuff like it's little things and big things. Little things meaning seeing Thanos was right on the bathroom urinal was very cool because it's just like, right, Thanos is a thing in this world and it is something that's discussed. Like, uh, what was her name? I know it was Flag Smasher, but what, I can't remember her actual name. But anyway, oh, so... God, I can't remember. Yeah, so... Nest. Not Emphis Nest. So yeah, okay, you did have her, but I think for me what's hitting home is how... The stuff they're doing with Clint is he's the guy who missed his family for the five years, right? I love for the first episode, it just beats you over the head that he just wants to do anything and everything he can with his kids. So I think you are right in the sense that that Falcon Winter Soldier did use it as like a plot device. I guess for me, for the first time, I really feel like, I mean, because it's one of the characters we know and love is like really dealing with and we're really seeing it. Uh, Carly Morgenthau, yes, thank you very much, yes, Bubs. Where same thing with Monica, we got to see that with her mom a little bit. But then it just goes right in, like I said, to the WandaVision action. Seeing Clint, like, really trying to just catch up for the last five years that he's missed and trying to spend anything. Like, you want to do Gingerbread House? You want to do this? Like, he's just, like, the worst best dad ever because no matter what the kids want to do, he's going to do it. So there was that. There's the little references here and there. Oh, there was another good one, too. I'll probably look in my notes and find it. But I just really enjoyed... I guess living in that world where you are right. I'm going to have to go back and watch Falcon Winter Soldier to compare. I guess it's just because we never saw them being normal and other than like, Hey, we're doing the barbecue stuff, which was great. Yeah. But like, this was literally him in New York and stuff. And I love the heroes or people coming up to green and save the city, but go ahead. Counter he, me. He, he had, well, I'm not going to counter here, but okay, he had, uh, <laughs> he had like a Bruce Wayne moment when they're like in the, in the theater and he's like, I, yeah. I gotta get out of here. I'm like, Oh no, Hawkeye's gonna get shot in some alley here. But, um, no, I, I loved all of that opening sequence with like the Broadway musical thing. Yes. Um, the, you mentioned the Thanos on the, on the, on the fucking, what are they called? Thanos, the, the urinal. urinal. There we go. Jeez. You use them. <laughs> and, um, 
I don't know, because like, yeah, Carly Morgenthau was definitely like a proponent of that. But like, you got to imagine there's actually like a huge chunk of people that definitely have that mindset. And I, I just love all of the world building that we get in these Disney Plus shows, whether it's the opening scene with Kate Bishop, just like experiencing like the Avengers event uh, yes. in, in the first movie, uh, Avengers, the Chitauri invasion. Like, I, I just love seeing that from like a different perspective. And it's... It's such a good place to do it in these Disney Plus shows because you can like you could do three more shows and have them all set like in the Avengers era if you wanted mm -hmm. to like like oh, yeah. I'm not saying they're gonna do that but like you just have that option and I don't know like you don't really have to remind the viewers that this happened but it's just so fun to get like a different perspective of like just someone that was so vulnerable because when we're watching it back in like 2012 it's like oh yeah it's so awesome seeing the Hulk grab two cars and just throw them in some building and all these things and then like you don't really think about like the civilians that could be affected by that whereas mm -hmm. in the opening sequence to this Kate Bishop's like supposedly father passes away I say supposedly because you know the old line if you don't see them die on screen yeah. they're not fucking dead so <laughs> i'm gonna wait for him to come back but um yeah i'm not even countering you in that sense i i just love all of the the post snap things playing into i don't know clint's ptsd and just him trying mm -hmm. to like just learn things like what happened in the last five years it's just so well done and well, uh it's one of the, my favorite things about the show so far the Rogers musical is where I realized, okay, this is how much I'm loving this show right now because it's so you have obviously you said that really like dramatic opening back to 2012 and stuff like that. So that's big. But then after that, it's Kate like messing around with the ring belts, her being fun. It's, you know, Clint having fun with the kids when and this is why i meant like it's just the perfect mix of comedy because we've talked about before sometimes the mc can go a little too overboard where there's lots of comedic stuff happening uh i love clint's line of he wasn't even there and they like have a <laughs> smash cut to uh, ant-man and like it's just like classic like what we do in real life with history stuff of like oh yeah that wasn't actually happening but it just kind of got revisionist history now ant-man was at the battle of new york now in the public eye they think oh yeah ant-man's been avengers the whole time which is kind of <laughs> yeah. fun because he was an original member and stuff like that so but i love this also going on jokes that are talking about the incredible hulk and how i can smash this and the good looking tony stark blah 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 all these things and then when they get to nat the oh. it just goes completely silent and yeah people can bring up the hearing aid he has turned off but that's not what that the point of it was it was the point of that is like the first signs of the ptsd and that's where it's like, like i said compared to like a mini logan where it's just like we get this later on this episode and episode two where like he has flashes of his life and things he's been through sometimes used for comedic beats but sometimes not and the fact that when he saw natasha and it just went dead silent he left the theater it was there was no laughs after that he just left that told me everything i need to know about the show like okay i absolutely love what they did here and i think it follows that kind of stream the whole time and i just love that moment because again that's why i was so interested with hawkeye because it's like he has the family dynamic he also has kate so that's a good one he has the ronin like he was killing a bunch of dudes he has nat to deal with like there's like four massive things that one of those things you could do a show about but the fact that they're all going on and they're flowing really well is working so taylor we've kind of been going back and forth what have you thought about some of the opening we we're talking about the avengers uh flashback we talked about the rogers musical stuff like that and how do you feel about some of the post snap world stuff that we got going on or blip i hate the fucking blip i think that <laughs> them going with the <laughs> them going with the show to start us off i think is it was great it it bothered me and it annoyed me seeing them market and 
I guess trying to like, like make a cash in off of such a horrific event that people die and it's just it's catchy Broadway too. Musical. Come on, if we had one in real think, life, I didn't I think would it was catchy. No. I wouldn't go see it. No, I think it's disrespectful oh, God, to be honest. So offended. No, I, I plays like, it called Duty Game every year. If like, this <laughs> was fucking no, we don't have. We don't have nine eleven musicals or anything like that. It's just oh. in poor taste. I just I feel like but it's the just... difference is because like okay, what is the difference? What is the difference? No, the difference is like Vera Farmiga, which is so great. We got Vera Farmiga in there. The difference is with nine eleven is that was considered a loss. Now New York people died, but at the end of the day, it's considered a win because these Avengers came and it's like the Avengers stopped it from happening. It would be like if nine eleven were to happen and someone stopped it like in its full front from all the casualties. So that's why. I think it's a little bit different. It's a celebratory day. People died, and yeah, that's fucked up. But like, I don't put it that past our culture because it was still like a kind of war victory, and it was the emerging of the heroes. Even Vera Farmiga says that, like, oh well, now we have those heroes, and they showed them they won't ever come back here. So that's where people died in 2012. But it was a win because we got the Avengers, you know, and that's why later on Civil I War, they kind of, but in Civil War they talk about that, right? So I guess I I don't know, like I, I don't blame Haw- like Clint for walking out. And again, on that oh, note, like you imagine I gotta if look you look up to what S. Bubs is talking about, come far away is kind of nine eleven musical. I have to look into this. So come Taylor, from you away, have, not far come away. Come from away, yeah, it's come far away. So Taylor, you might you he might got you already, you know. These emphasis on the emphasis on the word kinda. Anyways, as an actor, and you have like you're portraying an Avenger, and the Avenger walks at your show, you know you've done something wrong. So they didn't that. even know to who that was. Come I know that's they even thought that was worse. Katniss Everdeen. No one told them. <laughs> well, that was a separate scene. Well, and then they even comment like Kate Bishop's is like your your issues, Brandy. And I, I love that they they had that line because out of all the Avengers, who's the most forgettable? Like the guy that looks like he's just an agent, you know. So I I love that she dropped that line. That was. Mm-hmm. Again, you guys touched upon just the humor that she had. I thought every single thing that she said just worked for me. I'm a huge Haley Steinfeld fan, so that's less super biased <laughs> opinion, but nonetheless. Well, and it also works, too, because it's so funny. As we were go check out our appearance on the vodka stream with Dave, and we were talking about this with X-Men and their costumes and how they're going to do it. When she gave that kind of spiel of, oh, after the blip, the blip, after the blip, people kind of, they don't want just the hero in the T-shirt. They want the heroes to be like, like very vocal and very out there like she was saying like now's the time to get like a really spiffy costume because they want like that symbol of hope and stuff like that so that could kind of be a fun way whether it's x-men or other heroes the reason why we were getting maybe more brighter outlandish like very comic book costumes is that the reason because after years were so glim on earth they just want heroes so they want these people like they want hawkeye which even though we've seen his costumes getting get later on it's just a purple arrow like it's not that like get him the fucking mask and then we'll talk all right but like i love that spiel of people want kind of hope right now you know they don't want just the cool guy they want the hero and that she's kind of putting that idea of like you said branding absolutely uh so come far away is a canadian musical uh with book music lyrics by Aaron sacknoff and david hein it is set in a week following the september 11 tax and it tells the true story of what transpired when 38 plans were ordered to land unexpectedly in a small town so I guarantee you it's not as upbeat as this, but it is a, I think you would saying kind of, it's that's pretty, it's the whole ba- play is based around yeah. 9-11. That's a 9-11 musical. So there you go. It's based on the planes flying into the towers. 
or it's based it's on multiple after. planes. It's the week after. Okay, I just this, read you what it was based yeah. on. I know, but I'm, re, I'm reiterating. And we did it. I'm Canadians reiterating. Did it. We did yeah. it. Not even the Americans. The, so what I, do you I think? don't know. The, the difference, again, is that that play was based on the actual events. They had Loki in the background. They had Jatari actors and everything. So but they had like Ant-Man. He was on. even there. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had Ant-Man, yeah. <laughs> Uh, where do we want to go next on episode one here? How are you feeling about, we've talked about it already, but how are you feeling about Kate's introduction so far? We obviously, we got, we talked about the 2012 stuff, but we've met her that she kind of seems that she's, she has a job. She has a mom, you know, that's kind of, I wouldn't say hard us, but trying to keep her in line. She has a job, but she seems very kind of lost in the sense of just trying to find herself. Uh, very plucky, but uh, kind of shut off as well. Because yeah, as Kirkland established, who knows if he's fully dead? But as of right now, the dad who is playing the dad in like everything nowadays, he is gone. <laughs> and obviously, they kind of play up even that first scene that her and the dad had a better relationship than her and the mom. Yeah. So that's kind of a strain. And uh, we also she gets introduced to uh, her mom's new uh, kind of just boyfriend, Side who piece. Antonio Banderas, <laughs> who ends up being Antonio a fiance. So yeah, I, how are we feeling so far about Haley Seinfeld? Kate Bishop some of these intro scenes yeah I, I love the intro scene like I, I said before um, I love that slow-mo shot of just seeing like Hawkeye like just being a badass I like literally laughed out loud because I'm like oh, of course just like the one person that's just witness, witnessing Hawkeye just be like an absolute champ oh, right yeah. here the one <laughs> yeah like actually um, it was great um, I mean I, I already kind of talked about the opening scene but I just I loved her introduction I'm so glad that we started with her just as mm-hmm. a kid because um, you know the, the show is about the two of them but really like like who's the one that's going to be leaving the show with like a on a higher pedestal? I think it's personally going to be Kate Bishop, um, and yeah, I I don't know. Like you were mentioning, like the mom and stuff. I I have some things to say about the mom. I I really didn't don't like her actually at all. Amiga. Yeah. Oh come on. <laughs> no man, I because I I feel like I've only seen her in like what was she in like the Conjuring or something sinister? Yeah. Departed, she's a part of that series uh, of course she's in god's life oh yeah Godzilla. forgettable role but nonetheless i don't know i i'm not the biggest fan of her i don't think mm-hmm. um and also all of their dialogue i was just ugh, i didn't like it i didn't like the the dynamic between kate bishop her and then jack like the dinner scene that happened later on a lot of that dialogue kind of hurt honestly um really? yeah no, i Ah, it, it's, it was rough because my favorite character, Kate Bishop, of the show is on the screen, but I still just didn't really like those scenes. I don't know. Um, I, we'll get into those, I guess. You guys haven't even pitched your Kate Bishop thoughts yet. Well, yeah, but. and which ones are, are you talking about the episode 1s ones or episode 2 ones? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, episode 2 when she's wearing, like, Tom Holland's suit. That's the one I'm, ta- I'm thinking about. Right, yeah. Uh, well, that one was kind of jarring. The, I don't know, because, like, in the first episode, I... I don't know, because I'm trying to picture the mom just being this, like, super rich person that, like, maybe just doesn't have the most time for her daughter. So, like, any time that they're interacting, it's just, like, it seemed like she didn't really have time for Haley. God, Kate. There we go. That's her actual name in the show. Um, And she just seemed very distant. And then there'd be, like, little sprinkles of just, like, oh, where are you? I'm so worried. It's just, like, do you really? Do you really care about your daughter? I don't know. I'm buying it. I don't okay I think that's a little harsh I think it's just that they again established that sure the dad passed away but it seems like they don't have the strongest relationship between the two of them and I think that it's another thing where it seems like Kate is 
quite distant a lot of the time, I think. So I think she gives her the space. That could be me reading into it. But I think you look at the way when she get, talks to her about the bell. She's very direct. She's very to the point. But then she's like, hey, like, don't have that happen again. And she's like, yes. I like that it was a big blow up. I like that they weren't mad at each other for the whole episode because of that. I think they kind of have a understanding of one another. And... Yeah, we'll see. Like, obviously, I'll have some stuff mentioned on the episode two stuff because I think there was some clunky stuff there. But I actually really, I really enjoyed their dynamic. And so far, I'm liking the dynamic of Jack. And I like, I don't know. There's just it's too like cartoony for me. It's like this guy's like a caricature <laughs> of what this person's supposed to be in my eyes. And he, uh, eh, I don't know. That's I think fair. it's weak. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. How are you feeling so far, Taylor, about the mom and Jack and some of these scenes? Uh, I agree with you, Kirkland. I think Jack is a little bit too overly animated. I think like he's, he's just like the guy that like twirls his mustache. Oh, I'm a swordsman. Like, yeah, oh, he's literally yeah. the sword. His, I know. I know. From the comic is the swordsman. <laughs> so, you know. He's he's a little uh, extravagantly uh, eccentric, and <laughs> that's okay. It, he, I mean, he's definitely a character, and I get used to him. But uh, well, Ouija mustache. You're very cool. right, Clay. Well, yeah, but of course you're not supposed to. They've already set up. He's a shady dude. Like right from episode one, he doesn't he, like when when they do like the bidding and whatnot, which we'll talk about. You know, it's like clearly this guy's up to no good. Yeah, I I definitely don't mind the mum. I feel like again, you guys said some really interesting things. Her relationship with Kate is obviously clearly not a strong one because she was clearly much more in tune with her dad. And even when they were fighting in the 2012 moment, I felt like she was like talking to her husband in a sense, like, Hey, you know, you to go deal with Kate. Like, I'm not going to deal with it. Like, I feel yeah. like yeah, she just, she doesn't have that strong relationship. And I, I wouldn't go full hundred. Like you were talking, Kirkland. Or she, I went a little hard, you know, a little hard. I, but didn't, I'll, I didn't I'll pull back you, on my punches. I'll give you like 80%. I won't go full hundred, okay. but I'll, I'll, I'll take that. almost there. Um, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how that goes because I don't feel like she does have that full on attachment to Kate. It's just like, Hey, like I need to know, like, you're going to just be in this corner and be alive. And that's all I need to know. From what I've seen in the first two episodes, and again, I kind of forgot that we were just talking about the first episode, so I was bouncing around. But from what I'm feeling, I feel like if if, if it comes down to it, where Eleanor is like, oh my God, Jack's actually a swordsman. I feel like she's like, well, I kind of like him. So like, I think I'm on his side over Kate's side. That's what I'm getting in the, in the first two episodes, at least. Well, I could be completely wrong. Could be reading into it too much. I don't know. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask that is she, and I don't know if we'll go that far. I think she might just pull the route of like, hey, you should join us in this life or whatnot. But I just don't know when it does all go down. Is she also going to be bad or is she going to stick the side? Like, I I feel like that's going to be like another twist that, you know, she, like, Fish Kate. the pawnbroker or whatever the, the, <laughs> the main villain is. The pawnbroker. Uh, that's a different one. No, like, I think if Kate just fully thinks all the bad stuff that's happening in the household or with her mom is because of Jack, I think she'll probably sadly be mistaken in that front. I think that her mom maybe might not be like mustache Waluigi twirling evil, but I think she'll be on the bad side nonetheless. Like, she, she like that conversation she had with Armand was heated, and then she just played it off like nothing. So that's why I feel like she's definitely playing it more. Now they tried it in the next scene when they have the auction, which we'll talk about. Try to play it off like Jack is just using her and using her for her money and stuff like that. So they're kind of going back and forth to make you feel like each other way. So again, it's I think 
we're going to because it's tough with the first two episodes and we only have four episodes left after this so i think we still though will learn more about their dynamic as the show goes along like even just them growing up together because yes the father passed away and they said they're going to project each other but if they weren't as close as the dad and you know kate were they can't just maybe you know some people can but i don't think they just automatically got super close again so yeah i mean in like the intro sequence they it was a nice little shot of like kate like being young getting her medals and stuff like this and then you see her like as a, a young young girl or a young adult that's it uh having dinner with her mom and stuff like that and i don't know i think i think i was just hoping for some more more moments like that because i've seen many times in movies and stuff where there's been a dynamic where let's just say the kid's favorite parent like dies and then you're just with this other person and then Mm -hmm. there's a lot of potential for some really like touching and like heartwarming moments between those two because it's a difficult situation no matter what happens and then it's just beautiful to see them try and work through it and i i think i was expecting that and i just didn't get that at all and it's just like oh okay this is where we're going and if it goes the route where she does side with um jack and like I'm not saying that's going to be a bad thing story-wise. I just think personally the way that they delivered it uh just in the first two episodes specifically the dynamic between those characters just was it didn't wasn't I don't know, wasn't my favorite and yeah. uh but yeah, I don't know. I'm being fairly critical. Maybe maybe it's just talk some positive stuff. <laughs> well, I think I got one to throw out after this ad break. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And we're back. So what I want to talk about, which I think is kind of, especially for episode one, is the main event. Because, yeah, you get some good fights and things like that. But I think as they go to this party, you know, Kate's looking great in the suit and everything like that after them. And see, here's the example of it. Kate's in hot shit right now. She just, like, 
destroyed a clock and a bell and everything like that. And her mom just requests her to put on this red dress almost as like a shot towards her mom. She doesn't put on the red dress. So that's where I feel like it's a two way street. Like, I feel like this has probably been their whole life of, hey, could you please do this? I literally probably just got her out of prison. Probably have nothing on her record. Probably has nothing yeah. to do. Like, and what does she do now? Nah, fuck you. I'm not wearing your dress. You know, it's just like, wow. OK, you little like pretentious piece of shit. Like, OK, fine. And But here's the thing. I thought first thing when she was going to walk up, the mom would be like, where's your dress? She doesn't call her on that. She doesn't say a single thing. So, again, I feel like, you know, she's trying her best. There's like a, you know, arm's length between each other. But anyway, so the argument happens with. The argument happens with Armand. She decides to follow Armand because she just has something suspicious going on. And then we get the auction. Now, we're going to talk about this a lot next week because I'm very excited uh, when we talk about comic versions because there is a nice two-issue arc that has to do with the auction. But a few things there as far as I don't know if that's where we would see him in the future. But if we are seeing a Kingpin, I could see that if there's another auction down the line where that man pops up. He is in comic book version that way, so again, we're going to talk about that. But I love that scene of just, it reminds me too, if people have read uh, Black Mirror, that's really fun. I'm just selling off Avengers or villains or heroes, like artifacts and stuff like that. And they sell, they were selling the Roan. What else? Well, they sold some skull. We didn't really see off. Triceratops. Yeah. Oh, Taylor caught that. There oh, you go. yeah. I think before we got to Ronan, we, I would have liked if we saw a few more like Avengers MCU sort of yeah. things, like just smaller tier. But that's fine. Like I said, I think that auction might happen again. And that's me where the big man gets introduced because, like I said, that's like this, this show is very much like Civil War the movie where it's not the exact same storyline, but it's pulling the complete tone and lots of tributes from the comic book so that would be a tribute nonetheless but so they are auctioning out the roman's uh sword and his outfit then all hell goes to or all of it goes to hell because bro the tracksuit mafia show up and man when those walls busted and i just heard the first bro bro bro, i heard a few bros i was like oh yeah fuck yeah and it was so it was so funny because katie who's has no idea and that's why i'm so happy we read this before so you guys knew them she like does not like the tracksuit mafia and i could see people not liking these guys but for me who's like read them for years now and like how they are kind of like when we'd make fun of stormtroopers being that type of level how the, <laughs> that's how they are and i loved everything about it i think they were trying their best to get to like daredevil level action i don't think they quite got there i think they were a tier underneath but the whole scene her trying to be a hero and just like her kind of fangirling over the stuff and we get more in fangirling later on with hawkeye in the next episode but i loved everything about the auction the intensity the drama everything going on was very like fun kind of climactic piece for episode one yeah, for a second, I thought the big man himself was going to be in that back room where, like, Kate, uh, Kate Bishop was, like, kind of looking. Yeah. She sees these, like, really greasy-looking, like, Russian dudes that just don't look good. I don't know. Well, Part of me was like, oh, this is where Kingpin's going to just pop out of this room or something. It's funny. Like, earlier in the episode, there was a bald guy on the street, and then in that same party, there was a bald guy. Now, when they went by him, he had a beard, but that's why I made the tweet. Like, everybody, like, each episode, they're looking for a bald guy. <laughs> like, they're looking yeah. for me. Yeah, I, I thought they might, you might just see, like, a hand, but no, it was just Armand back there who didn't make it out yeah. Episode. Do you are you going to be disappointed if we don't see Kingpin? Because I'm getting vibes that we actually might not. Honestly, uh, I think it's. A, um... I didn't ask you if you thought it's going to happen. I asked you if you're going to be super upset if he isn't in there. Would it be like, oh, this show's down a point because he's not in there? No, because at least with my expectations right now, what I am expecting, I'm expecting even not even like what we got with Kang. I'm trying to think of the best, like, like what w- what would be a substantial cameo in MCO TV 
show or movie that happened where it's like it was an important character but wasn't that important to the plot like Taskmaster. Okay, <laughs> that's a little more. Than, I get where you're going there. Okay, like, yes, I would be disappointed, but I guess because one, what I'm expecting of him is literally just one scene, and two, oh, okay. I, and I guess I would be. I think you dis- might get that. Yeah, and I guess yeah, I'm not okay. Yeah, here's the thing for set expectations. I'm not expecting a Mephisto where it was Fisk all along. I think yeah. what's going to be all along, not Agatha either. It's going to be Jack, and it's going to be her mom, and then Echo is going to play into it. I think what could happen is when Echo, whether we get another auction scene, which that scene set up perfectly, or we get Echo, who we'll talk about in the future, that's who ended with episode two, we will, she will report back to her boss, who at sometimes in comic books, her adopted father was Wilson Fisk. And I think it would be as simple as that. And the third one, which I am completely, this is why I go listen to Marvel Alliance, because we recruit good people. Brant has this great idea. I'd never even thought about this. I'm not sure if he thought about it or he heard it from someone else. But they talked about it in one of the episodes coming up here where they brought up Avengers Tower again and how it was bought. His theory right now is that it could be Fist Tower. And Ooh. that is like a huge That'd thing. That'd be so and, fitting. Yeah. And that's so – I think we if we get Fisk, it will be minor. I would be disappointed. I do want it. But I guess I'm just – it sounds so bad. It's very much like Toby and Andrew where it – it's happening. There's just too much. <laughs> there's too much info for it to happen. And this now seeing these first two episodes, it fits perfect. Like this feels the like at first it was like oh Hawkeye. Like I get echoes in there and stuff, but seeing the world how they're making this like crime underworld like that's recovering since like the Rowan's been gone stuff like that, it completely fits with a debut yeah. of Kingpin so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I yeah, my thoughts on the tracksuit mafia, I guess. So, yeah, <laughs> I I was I was super super pumped uh, when they came through the wall, just like you. As soon as I heard that first bro, I like said it out loud. I'm like, oh yeah, this is awesome. I'm glad I'm glad they're in there. And uh, I mean, it's a little like ridiculous. Like while you're reading it in the in the comic for Hawkeye, and like I get it, not everybody will love it. Um, but I don't know. I I, I think it wasn't overdone in the show. Um, But also that's from me having experience, uh, like minimal experience, but just at least experience with the tracksuit mafia in the comic. (laughs) So I I could like prep myself. I feel like if you had no idea that, it's like, what are these characters? They're so outdated. Like, what is this? But it's really, really fitting. Um, And I I, I really, really like that. I was really pumped when they're in there. Um, And yeah, I, I don't know. Part of me was kind of expecting Kingpin to show up in the auction just because, like Travis mentioned, he's been in there in the auction before. So, yeah, I I like this tracksuit. Tra- uh, Taylor Field, not Travis Snow. <laughs> he talked. <laughs> I quite enjoyed the the tracksuit people a lot, and I feel like the tracksuit mafia. They're not tracksuit <laughs> track people. Tracksuit track mafia. <laughs> uh, they were hilarious. Like it was a great representation of what we saw in the comic books, and I'm glad that we did read those these comics so far to understand like fully what's going on the kind of the narrative and why like why they say bro when i saw them in the comic i didn't picture them with an accent and now they're just (laughs) really i didn't i just thought they were speaking straight english like this just bro let's go get this bro (laughs) and now it just totally makes sense so both like two pieces of a puzzle just coming together so i loved it in the show and the whole sequence of the auction it was just Again, the Triceratops skull had me. I was like, okay, this is cool. And then we're going up from here. We got, like, the sword of Ronin and then the armor. Everything is super cool. And I loved Kate Bishop's Gary thing. 
Because it's always one of those scenarios where, like, oh, that was <laughs> the great. real person comes in, and it's like, wow, they actually guessed the name right. And I love when that kind of thing happens in shows and movies. It's great. So Gary that was sent cool. me. I am Gary. I am Gary. Yeah. And then who are how you? she turns it around? Like, you yeah. don't even remember my name. Like, it's so good. <laughs> no, she sells those scenes so well, and I think yeah, that's something special that Haley Steinfeld's bringing to the role is that she mm-hmm. can do those lines very, very well. Like even. Again, I think I'm jumping to episode two, but there's a moment when she's like just thinking of like calling Clint. She calls him, doesn't go, doesn't go through. It's just like, do I call him? Do I call him again? I'm gonna call him again. And she's just like mm-hmm. that dialogue to herself. She just sells those scenes so well, and uh, yeah, it's fun she to have really her does. in the MCU. Oh yeah, I'm very excited. Like I know she's gonna be in the show as well, but I'm just very excited by the dynamic of her and Yelena together. That oh. is, uh, that I like might... nearly forgot, honestly. <laughs> How did you? They brought up Nat so many times in this fucking two episodes, which is good. It makes sense because yeah. what's happening. But like, even his wife brings up Dan and everything. But uh, yeah, so she gets her own suit. She's on the run. Uh, we didn't mention him earlier, but this is where we get another tribute to the comic versions uh, episode we'll be talking about is uh, Pizza Dog. So in this, she meets Pizza Dog early on. And it's funny because it's kind of the reverse of she meets pizza dog and she is kind of taking on the role that he takes in the comic books even by yeah. saying like oh that's not my dog like that's not my dog like that it, that's a fun dynamic but they even do the tribute of where he's about to get hit by the car and she's i was worried him. i thought yeah. it was gonna happen oh i was so scared <laughs> yeah she saves him and then obviously that's how the press kind of pick up on it because she goes in the public she's flipping around and i thought that was such a great reason because i I think we'd probably talked about this but i kind of got out of my mind by the time and i wasn't on the predictions episode so i wasn't thinking about it as much as like okay he wants to get that suit back because one, like he just wants it back, I guess. But two, the biggest thing is he, yeah, hashtag few boys. Yeah. Sorry, Clay. You're about to get a great dynamic duo going on there with <laughs> Elena and Kate Bishop. But I, I like that. It's almost like he sees someone else wearing it and he doesn't want what the burden he's put on that suit to go on to them. And mm-hmm. really like that. So he kind of tracks her down. And so, like I said, I thought that was a good reason for him to get back in it. I, I wonder, like how he found her so quick in the last minutes of the episode. Cause at first when she found uh, Armand really fast, I was like, how the fuck did she do this? But then I forgot, oh, right, she works for security. It's one of these like big security things. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I get people are going to make, well, he's Hawkeye, he's a superhero. But like, man, he finds her like really fast for just like, I'm on the case and I'm going. And I like that they kind of played up his struggle because his daughters were like, I just want you to be home for Christmas. And, yeah. you know, we got in episode two, we'll talk about now there's like a jingle all the way ticking time clock sort of scenario or I'll be home for Christmas. Like it is very much. And I guess we didn't even talk about that. Like this is really going to play as far as yeah, MCU stuff, but it it's really playing like a Christmas like show or movie and stuff like that. Like Christmas music everywhere, lots of Christmas themed stuff. So that theme, like can he get home for Christmas? I like that. But he finds Kate, he rips the mask off and it's just, he's just surprised that she's a kid and she's surprised that it's actually hot guy and that's kind of the big ending of the episode but uh go ahead uh anything on this and anything to shout out for episode one it's such a great moment that when they just like reveal like pulled the the mask off and like he's just ready to like smack her basically like how the fuck do you get this suit and then i mean it's not really said in the first episode luckily two episodes were released so we didn't have to wait a week for this moment yeah. but like as soon as the next episode starts he's just like he's like upset that the fact that like okay now i have to like take care of this girl like like what did she get into like like how many people are after her you know like he knows that the tracksuit mafia is after her but like what else could she have gotten into of just having this suit because like you mentioned like this suit it's like a I don't know. It's like a plague or something. Like, like just everything. Mm-hmm. Like anyone that is interacting with it is just in danger. And uh, I mean, we'll talk about grills <laughs> when we get to him. Oh, like, it was another grills. great 
moment. Hey, um, we don't know. He might not have the same fate in the show. Don't I go hope. pork rails. Yeah. I, I hope he doesn't. Hope. I don't know. I, w- I was going to, uh, I don't know, like wait for like a lot of the comic book uh, comparisons until CBV. I don't know. We've, we've mentioned some, I guess, that are like vital to the plot. But uh, I guess on the CBV episode, we can deep dive into the comparisons there just for time's sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor, what do you think about some of the ending here? And the Ronin suit, all that stuff. I thought it was very fitting. She saw her opportunity to don the suit. And yeah, Hawkeye found her insanely quick. But I'm on that train of, hey, he's an Avenger. He can find people <laughs> like fast. Plus, I mean, it probably isn't too hard if you're like cruising through rooftops and you hear guys screaming, bro, 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 and smashing That's stuff. That's true. So. The bros were the dead giveaway. For oh, him. yeah. He just had to listen. Well, he had to, well, I'm excited because that's something that we'll talk about. Uh, that here's a conversation I want to like hold until comic versions is they set up that he is now deaf and that is something that will be coming up in this fraction run and like it's very you guys either, I actually might have even crossed it by now I haven't got back to it yet because I'm on 15 I'm just getting into right now but how do you feel Taylor about them incorporating that now that I like at one point they ask you know I think it's episode two they go how do you get this way and then it's just a bunch of flashbacks of uh, all the injuries he's sustained over the years in the comic books it's much different how he actually got deaf but how do you feel about that incorporation now he's like signing with his kids and stuff like that so he has a hearing aid I think these are the things that can tie us so strongly to this character and remind us that okay he is human he's not He's not like all these other heroes that are just genetically altered, all this Mm -hmm. stuff, super rich, all that jazz. So you have Hawkeye who, yeah, has gone through so much injury. There's a moment I think he like kind of like squatted down or bent over and like he you could see like the the stress on his face just like like the acknowledgement like, yeah, I'm old. And there's like pain as he was like leaning over a little bit. And it's just it's a great reminder that like he's like the most human of the Avengers and I like that. It's humbling. It's great. And mm-hmm. I think it's a great down to earth kind of moment to the, for this character. Yeah. And like that was something that I thought was so special about just that, that uh, like musical sequence in the first episode was it, it's so easy to just have this like happy go lucky moment. I mean, Taylor didn't like it, but for me, it was just like a joyous thing. I was kind of laughing at just like the, the cartoony characters that were the actors playing it. And then in that split second, you just get like the realism of like what Clint went to, went through with, uh, with Nat and like, just how, like how much like PTSD inducing, not just that moment is, but like everything he's kind of gone through. And then like, you know, he like blew his eardrum. Like he's just gone through so much. And uh, like he has the physical scars and the mental scars. And it's so important, in my opinion, that they showed that like within the first 10 minutes of the show. Um, just just to set the, the I don't know, the the the, the vibe of, of us going forward with the show. And I thought that was so great. And yeah, it just touched upon again in the second episode. And I think it's going to be a recurring thing because he's not the Clint Barton that he once was right. Like in his prime fresh at a boot camp or something. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's got so much more like luggage to carry around, whether it's just like his kids that he has to get back home to. He has like a happy life, like just waiting for him. And it's, this is like his one last ride moment or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, my only last notes about episode one is just emphasize that we've seen it from trailers and whatnot, but I'm just very happy the dog's in there. I'm a big dog guy, so Pizza Dog, the adventures we're going to get to. I like that little sidekick we're going on. All the posters are cu- cute. They gave him the one eye. Uh, one thing I want to ask you guys before you guys say anything else, um, what did you think about – so the MacGuffin right now is they want to watch from Avengers Compound. Why do you think this watch is important? 
I feel like it'll have something to do with the identity of Clint Barton as Ronan. Um, I don't know. I that's I don't know how that would be. Like the explanation of this watch just like mm-hmm. tells them this. Um, but I feel like that whole Ronan thing is gonna play of like his identity be revealed and people just know that this Avenger is like an actual bad guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I that's my initial vibe. I have no other predictions from that. So yeah. Because I did get that vibe because, like I said, we'll talk about uncover versions, but, like, is there a potential tape thing out there? But at the same point, is it too coincidental that, like, oh, they have this Ronan-themed stuff and then the watch is also Ronan-themed? Like, unfortunately, (laughs) I do wonder if it's, like, more like it's Tony's watch and there's some cool tech in there or something like that. But that's the route I'm going where I think it is just something purely very money or tech-based and stuff like that. But I do like that, one, we got a MacGuffin, but we didn't. Like it didn't, we didn't know what it was, and they had an opportunity to grab it at the end of uh, uh, episode one, but they didn't because they just they weren't thinking about, or she wasn't thinking about. I can't remember was it episode one or episode two. No, I, I think it was episode one when they steal. At one point, like I think it's Kate, she fights a dude, and the watch really like falls right beside them, but because they don't know what this MacGuffin is, they just run right past it. So something that could like be very mm. important later on, just like within their grasp, you know. So I think I missed that moment actually. Okay, yeah, go it. back and watch it. It's a great moment. Uh, Taylor Field, do you got any theories of what this watch that uh, a bunch of evil people could do? Or a bunch I of evil people want. Initially thought I'm gonna pull up an image for reference that it might be something to do with Endgame and like their time travel. Kind <laughs> oh yeah, of thing. it's the same watch. I don't think <laughs> that's the same watch. <laughs> no, I mean maybe it was like a prototype. Who knows? But I don't. It could be really anything. It could be any bazillion gadgets that Tony was working on. Really. So I I don't know if this watch has any kind of reference or mention in future Hawkeye comics in this arc. I don't know. So no, not that I me. know of. Like, I think this is purely MCU stuff. So, anything to shout out in episode one? Um, S. Bubs mentioned a con for him was the action. I am honestly in his in his camp there. I agree. Um, yeah, I thought it was just not as pristine as it has been. I watched Sung Chi just like the last week, and like in my opinion, that's like some of the best fight choreography we've arts. seen. Yeah, so like going to this, I don't know. It, it was a not not the best for me. Um, I was able to just like kind of forget about it. it. It wasn't the main focus of those scenes, really. Like you know, it's an action scene, but I, I my attention was on like it's so funny seeing Kate Bishop wear this like oversized Ronin suit. It's just like it just doesn't fit her, and I thought it was just so fun uh, to have her in that suit. But and I guess what I should say, I agree with because I don't agree with you necessarily that it's a con for me because it's not a con. But I agree with when he said that it feels a little slow. His comment, that's what I agree with because that's where it's I said con. like it feel like yeah, no, it's a con. But I mean, like for you, it sounds like almost all the action was kind of like on a a lower tier. Where for me, I was like, okay, this does good enough. Like I said, I felt like they were going for a daredevil hallway scene like even that scene in the auction i feel like they were trying at times to do a one take scenario like there's times where they like zoom in on her cape or her back and then that like transition so i hope that that will get like a little tightened up and stuff like that but it didn't uh, wasn't a huge con for me but a con and nonetheless. something that i've noticed just in the first two episodes is <sighs> these like coinky dink moments that are just like oh well that's just the way it is and that's just how we got from point a to point b they happen all the time in the mcu i understand that i felt like there was a little too much just in these first two episodes whether it was uh, uh i guess i'm getting ahead of myself too so in episode two <laughs> when he goes back to her apartment and he like literally just strolls in it's like a police line finds a fire out firefighter outfit oh, oh a no. random helmet that's right not... there and like, i think it's I... easier to do that than like they make it out to be i think i don't i, I don't <laughs> okay, want to try it me but wrong I... 
wear your watch that is like a, a you know the same watch that's in the show that'll like videotape everything that's happening <laughs> say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill well let let's Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.